0: Welcome to Point of Origin episode 24, the podcast where I got you real excited when I figured out what episode this is today. Dude, it's motherfucking Jolinar! Yes. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, I got excited too, because so I was just like, oh, I need to check. I need to get my book and find out what episode right. we're doing. And I was like, and I went, holy shit! Yeah, I was like, and I was like, no, she must be misreading it. Like, she just saw the title. I get it. She's excited. Cool. Yeah, mini thing. Like Whoa. we we figured out that like season two, the first five episodes are just real strong. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we looked over and we're like, dang, they just came in strong for season two. Yeah, it's like I made that note that I was saying. Like I think it was actually last episode we were talking about. I was like, yeah, season three isn't bad. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's just not as good as season it's, it two. It's like a nice level season, and yeah. then I realized it's not as a level season. It's just that season two is so fucking good that mm-hmm. any season compared to that's not going to be as good. So I'm Mel and I'm Liz. Today we are actually going to be covering episode two, season two, or season two, episode two. <laughs> I mean, you you lucked out for one episode or one episode only. It doesn't fucking matter because it's two two. <laughs> sure, but it's going to be in the light of duty, yeah. and you're gonna read the synopsis, synopsis for this. I'm just so happy. I mean, honestly, I'm not happy because that we've seen in the past. This summaries are written by Some twelve of year synopsis olds, are right? That bad. being said, I'm just so excited. Okay, cool it's a bad one. Okay, so here's the thing. We you we've already seen this episode. So we know already the intro to this episode. Yeah. It's not that big of a thing. It's a cold open of all of, of sorts, right? And there's very little context background given because it's a, it's meant to be an intense situation launched into. Mm-hmm. And yet, despite the quickness of this scene, by the way, on a daring mission, <laughs> i maybe serious now. On a daring mission to rescue victims of an interplanetary attack, Carter's body is inhabited by a Goa'uld, and now that Carter has brought the demon back to Earth inside her, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. I wish I wish I was kidding. Oh my God! I know. you heard my voice? I went demon. Oh okay, God. demon back to Earth inside her. The Stargate team must find a way to destroy it without destroying Carter! Exclamation point! I should you not read this? Read this seventh grader's summary. I mean, literally. The third word is dumb and it gets worse. I just want to talk. No, I I just want to talk. I I just have a question, and mostly the question is what? Like, dude, just walk me through it. I'm sure I'll see it at the end because clearly there had to be a rhyme or reason to this, right? Sorry, I just dot dot dot. Or destroying card. This episode also has dot 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 exclamation mark. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely written by the same person. Look at this. Look at this. Don't actually read it out loud, but like dot 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 exclamation mark. Dot dot dot. So that person, after this, their next job was writing all the one-liners for CSI Miami. Uh, Looks like they had whatever, whatever. And then three episodes from now, we have a dot, dot, dot question mark. By 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 legal definition, that is a synopsis. (laughs) I will say we got really distracted talking about everything else, but I personally don't enjoy that everyone is referred to in these synopses synopses summaries because synopsis is actually a rundown the entire episode we keep doing that and i keep i hate it um by their last name i don't like it yeah i get that we're in a military setting and i i understand where they're coming from but we don't refer to sam by carter we don't refer to jack by o'neill nobody the team don't refer to each other by their last name well sam i'm sorry uh jack does call sam well yeah he has to yeah (laughs) that's just the only i'm just beating you there uh yeah no i get that um yeah no you're right i i don't know Uh, it's a thing it's i don't know Uh, maybe it's a formality thing but like right i don't know no Uh, i think it was just a choice and i don't like it well i mean to be fair they made a series of choices (laughs) that we didn't like so this this tracks this you know this is powerful and uh the choice here was to spend five dollars on the summaries for the (laughs) episode No, dude, it was, it was 98. Uh, $5 is way too much. <laughs> I'm saying for, like, all of them, all 10 Oh, okay, seasons. cool, 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 yeah, that right. Bulk $5 for all 10 seasons to be summarized. Yeah, that checks. okay. <laughs> now that I'm, yeah. Now is a better word. Yeah, but it does mean a rundown, like, an actual, like, you know, rundown of it versus a summary, which is, like, a two-thing, sentence thing that's, like, tells you kind of what it's about. I... You've seen, you yeah. heard me do it. I just, it bugs me when I do it. Yeah. No, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Getcha. Okay, so let's um, let's go watch this fucking thing. Oh, no, yeah, I'm I, excited for this. Honestly, good for them for uh, season two introducing the other method of uh, of, ins- of implantation. Yeah. Because it's like I like how this is like the moment you realize that, that a, a writer mm-hmm. had an eyeball moment and realize, oh guys, there's actually another access point to the uh, brainstem. I'm honestly kind of surprised that the Tokogata introduced so early. On one hand, on the other hand, I'm not. The yeah, I'm not. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the trophy resistance. They're the maquis of, the, of this universe. Yeah, we we did. You know what? Uh, you're right. Season two does need the, the uh, SGC to realize hey, there are other people fighting. Them. Yeah, because that's the point where you're like, okay, cool. We spent a whole season building mm-hmm. up how big and bad and just how sprawling. How many? And we just barely yeah. won this first. Yeah, fight. And we are one planet that is dressed. Yeah, no, behind. season two absolutely digs into it because we also get to get into the Asgard. Like yeah. actually, season two should Thor be called everything. Season Ally. Jack gets the ancient language. Well, yeah, yes. season two is about being like, hey, there are other people here. Yeah, season 1 is about opening the door, and season two is about going fuck 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 fuck, fuck. kicking the door closed. Shit. <laughs> uh everybody. Gather. Are you to keep recording for <laughs> what I'm saying isn't it? <laughs> but uh, we are we are back. I'm yeah, always the one. I'm always the one like, and we're back. And I trust you. Probably me. because I'm always and the things. one who does this next part, which is uh today's episode was written by Robert C. Cooper.
1: Hell Thank yeah!
0: It shows right one of our favorite writers. Oh um, yeah, seriously. And directed by one of our favorite directors, Martin Wood. and It fucking showed. Yeah. There no, were some it was really good shots in it. Martin Wood is one of the directors that, like, you can always tell it's very confident, good directing, but he doesn't usually do anything like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? (laughs) I almost feel like I'm insulting him here. I'm just thinking of the fact that, like, he's, from what I recall, not in the Hall of Fame that much. He's in one, compared to Dennis Berry, who is two in the Hall of Fame, he's only Uh, got one. Right. But it's not that he's bad, he's just, we only put them in the Hall of Fame if there's something that's like, holy fucking shit. Right, right. Whereas Dennis Barry tends to go a little bit more big when he's making directing choices, whereas Martin Woods' things are just like really good. So, uh, yeah, so written and directed by two of our favorites. Right, uh, yeah. The moment we saw that, we're like, yes. <laughs> Sometimes it just, it's funny to me because it just reminds me that Cooper did a bunch of SGA. Right or is it? I know he did SGU and I love him and I love his work in SGU. I just can't I remember how much he seen did. Him working in SGU well, it's just quite funny because well. honestly I can't because SGA is honestly, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm actually re really, Eric uh, uh, keeps trying to make me watch it, but I'm like, no, I have to wait until yeah, Mel and I watch get it there. Together, like, yeah. But like I was you know rethinking about like a lot of stuff because like, I was thinking about the general tone of SGA and it's not just light and airy compared to SG one. It's honestly a little doofusy. No, I was going to, I, I, I did not see dude, Cooper doing it. I didn't think, I don't think you've heard me right. I said I can see him for SGU. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah, because it's just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, if he did, then I guess he's got range, but yeah. honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, there's just a lot more emo- yeah, he doesn't really do goofy. Yeah. He has of, heavy stuff. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why S didn't make it, honestly, was it's a concept as <laughs> S- Stargate had already been on the air for yeah. a while. It was not played out, but it was... Need to go a different role. And I think one of the reasons why she didn't make it, though, was it didn't um, have nearly as much emo- emotional poignance, honestly. Because mm-hmm. they undercut themselves constantly. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why they did that. I'm sure they had their reasons. And I'm sure that was a good choice for whatever reasons for them. Yeah, that's what I think one of the strong points of SG-1 was. Was the fact that they could have their goof nonsense, like episode 200. Mm-hmm. But they could also have their really emotionally impactful... Uh, plot things, like episode 100. See, that's, like, that they have earned range. their, <laughs> yeah, 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 they earned those. Episode silly, 200. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they and I'm not saying she didn't earn it, it's just that when you're doing it since literally episode 1, it just kind of feels less like a thing. Alright, so we open up on an alien planet starting in the middle of an attack. Yeah, okay, again, that's why I really dislike that daring rescue. It's like, okay, daring implies that you, like, knew about this going in, yeah. so on and so forth. And I'm not saying that SG1 didn't, I'm saying that we sure did. so. No. So why the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck are you calling it a daring? We're not gonna think it's daring, we're gonna think, oh, they got attacked while they were there or something yeah, else. Who the fuck thinks that it's gonna be a daring rescue? The only reason uh, we know it's rescue is afterwards in the briefing. Uh, yeah, and again, it just doesn't fit the tone of that. I don't agree no. with that word choice. It's no, the, it, for that, honestly, that way. It, it felt like a real callback to uh, the first two episodes the Children of Gods and Enemy Within when they're escaping from the gold. Right. Either way, I definitely didn't get that feeling that they were trying to quote unquote get across. All I know is I do like the opening shot because I wrote my note. Yeah. Protector that isn't protecting. I like that because I'm assuming it looks like an icon type thing. Yeah, like a totem. Yeah, thank you. That's the word. I'm guessing they were I'm guessing that was an image of the thing that protects their village, you know? And, uh, just like, yeah, I would assume so, because if you see, so the, the, the shot opens up, like, we start in Meteor Res with, like, an attack on the planet, yeah, yeah. but the shot itself opens up close up on a, like, wooden totem. Yeah, yeah, really, very and nice around. and hard mustachioed thing. And I definitely think it is some sort of protective totem, because yeah. if you look, so it's in the foreground, like, yeah. in the front. It's dead center, and then all of There's a sudden... There's about ten feet away another one in mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah, probably. something like that. But I just really like it, because the shot starts there, and then just slowly pans, and you see and destruction. You see destruction. And it's and like, and the guy yeah. failing to protect his people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's actually quite sad. Just for a millisecond, but it actually, in a millisecond, they managed to get across that message, I think, very well. And I Maybe really appreciate it. I, I think it's pretty damn cool. I'm curious, curious if, like, the totem was supposed to be the system ward. That would be even more crazy. Oh. You're... Probably exactly, on do know. So <laughs> I just assume there's a different culture there. I mean, to be fair, it could be. Yeah, they don't really no, specify. They don't say, which means... That uh, isn't it, the point of the episode. Yeah, yeah it, isn't, it isn't the point of the episode. It I actually kind of like that. the that. system a, lords hadn't gotten to them before then, yeah. or that it was a rebellion kind of thing. I genuinely love that. They purposely don't... I think this... Okay. Yeah, they don't dig too into it. I shouldn't say purpose. I'm assuming this was on purpose, but I really... I happen to enjoy... That they don't ever actually explain anything because this isn't the point of the episode, and that's a really cool subtle nod to that not being the point of the episode because they don't know anything about Jolinar, they don't know anything about her mission. So yeah. that reflects our our lack of knowledge here reflects their mm-hmm. lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. and it's a really cool way yeah, like, they never side by side thing much from her at all. Exactly. So they're as much in the dark as we are. They don't even know what gender she is. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I just really I actually really enjoy that because, yeah. granted, they know why they're on the planet and so on, but it's not necessarily bad that we don't because yeah. <laughs> again it's that whole like we know there's information we don't have and that's frustrating and they have information that's that they know they don't have that's also not the point of this episode exactly that's, that's what I'm saying not, that's, yeah. it, that's, that's what I'm saying that yeah. great parallel dynamic is mm-hmm. that helps reinforce that by the way that's not the point of the episode but also happens to kind of tie in nicely mm, that, that okay. thematic element and that's just like I don't know if it was a happy accident or not. I like I, I choose to think it's not. I would I would assume it's not. These oh, guys but are I pretty good writing it. I don't. Yeah, think exactly. That's why. why I'm kind of like I'm, I'm leaning towards on purpose. Yeah. So yeah, this planet's being attacked by gold from the air and everything. You know, basically, like I said, it's a retread of a like their escape from and within. Yeah, it looks, look, looks like Chulak, except with slightly different yeah. sepia tone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different teams from SGC are helping all these people get out. Like they're. They're picking up injured people and bringing them to the gate. Daniel's like ushering people through the gate for a little while. Full on evacuation. There's a great moment where Daniel runs up to a local who's like tending someone who's burned and goes, Go on, I got this. And then as soon as the person leaves, he yells for a medic. I can yeah. he needs to get through. right and the medic and he wouldn't know to call medic for yeah. example he doesn't know that protocol. No, exactly. but, but it's it still so funny the timing of it i got it i got medic. this medic <laughs> like, i'm sure and, glad we got the middleman for that and, <laughs> and also in daniel's defense he doesn't like leave at that point he helps the medic carry the body right trail. yeah I know. But it was just the timing, the timing was is was so funny. yeah it's not a mistake but it is funny <laughs> it it is, it's just yeah. it's just it happens to be comedic uh, meanwhile, Sam is over dealing with another local who's on the ground, seemingly unconscious or whatever, giving him CPR. Yeah, super, super bloody on the head, but not like in that, like, bashed open brains kind yeah. of way. And while she's giving him CPR, he suddenly starts moving again, grabs, like, the back of her neck. Just neck. To kind of holds her in place. Just to keep her in yeah. place. And you see her just kind of struggle. And you do hear, like... The, the squeaking You sound. hear a little... It's very faint though. No, I like the fact that until you see her eyes glow, you could still be like, "Wait, what's happening?" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the untrained eye, to the untrained ear. Yeah. Sorry, you hear a tiny, faint little squeaking, and then she pulls away. The guy collapses. He's out. He's yeah, he's, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, literally just. Yeah, and she like is on her hands and knees, and you see her like dealing with it, and then suddenly her eyes start glowing because the gold went through his throat into her throat, and then. Just when, after her eyes glow, Jack gets over and grabs her and like, come on, we gotta go. I can't help, I hate myself for this. All I can think during that scene is, I will never complain about tongue being shoved up my throat ever again. It could be so much worse. <laughs> I immediately, when you started talking, was like, hey, I actually do quite well in this world, because my gag reflex, I would never be able to get down. <laughs> So many jokes that are all so easy, too easy. easy. I made it, didn't I? I'm like, hey, don't have to worry about getting infected. (laughs) Jack and Sam get through the gate, and I made—I literally took a single note that is literally just Michael Shanks already got his glasses off through the gate (laughs) because—and this is gonna be a running thing in season two because we noticed this last time we started rewatching. Yeah. In season two, Michael Shanks was like, no more. These glasses suck. I'm gonna come up with every excuse I can not to wear them. And there's at least two episodes coming up very soon where he barely wears glasses at oh, all. I'm gonna start referring to it as he's wearing his headband over his eyes. Because <laughs> me, he has the he doesn't he's not wearing them for most of it. Um, and then prisoner, not like. For most of the episodes, he's not wearing his glasses. It's not just like, oh, I'm in the locker room and I have them pushed up into my hair for some fucking reason. I, if, if I were to play devil's advocate, I could potentially see him having his glasses shut up during an evacuation because like, they've up out of his face or some shit. I don't buy it, but I could see that. I don't that. know why he was doing it after running through the gate. Again, I don't buy it because it's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, because Sam and Jack run through and Daniel just turns around and he's already completely yeah, especially since they just—they've already established how nearsighted he is as a concept. So it's like, okay, so what are you looking at? The wash of gray with some some red in there. Like, how are you evacuating these people? You can't see them. Yeah, and we know he doesn't work contacts because even when he had to deal with the um, the night vision goggles in other episodes, he would just not have glasses on. Dude. In the Osiris episode, where he plays a human slave, pretends to be a human oh slave. Got that one. How many seasons is that in? And they're still making a big show of him going. To, contact like with the face and him just like to be fair doing like some people just don't want to do <laughs> some people just can't do that oh eric i wouldn't be able to yet. yeah uh, again i totally get it i've been wearing them for years and even I, I i i love how all contact wearers, though we know we know our own people because you'll be walking around you'll see somebody just do this randomly you're adjusting it you just one eye all of a sudden it starts flicking shut <laughs> just and the person's <laughs> clearly doing it on purpose and they just realign it real fast yeah I will be making a note of this every time I see it in every episode this season, because season two it's the same class as he has in season one. Because as you found out, season one and two were ordered at the same time. Yeah, Showtime apparently. I I kind of mainly knew new based on the airing of of I'm sorry, the, of the production schedule. Yeah, uh, that was like I was like 97, 97, 97, 97, 98, 98, 99, 99. Like it was close. Like mm-hmm. each one was like a week apart. Um, I just had kind to of put the pieces together. But yeah, Showtime um ordered both seasons up front. For filming. So they got, like, done, like, which means, obviously, he's wearing the same (laughs) glasses. Yeah, they must have had a bunch of them in the can before they even started airing. Which also makes sense that, like, by the second season, he's just tired of these ill-fitting glasses. Which is why I'm pretty sure in season three is when he gets the new ones. He has short hair and better glasses in season three. And he stops, and you notice after that, he stops finding every excuse to take him off. I think, okay, we're just going to be way ahead here for a second, but I think, can we both reliably say we're Daniel in this episode because of his, like, uh, yes. distinct lack of, of natural empathy? <laughs> dude, that moment he wrote Sam off, I was like, eh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's oh how, I, I believed God. it. I, 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 The best part was I, I totally understood why he did it, would, yeah. did it because that's exactly what I would do. And here's do. the thing, like, yeah, he does it, but he is genuinely sorry yeah he's sorry but he has no problem doing it because it's the only thing to do and i get that yeah i can have emotions while also still doing the things i know is correct yeah it's kind of like how i was pointing out at the end of the episode how i'm like it's so stupid when people take one hostage and they're like let me out I was like why the fuck would we do that yeah, I'll like, oh, shoot it was like okay cool then he'll be dead and then so will you this is a top secret organization everyone who works here knows that in this instance they're dead to us now, mm-hmm. Bye. and also, then what, bitch? That's exactly. not, that's, not yeah. that's hardly a threat. This little Mexican the fan only, only works as long as you have. That's the thing. The only way that would work True. is if he's dealing one on one with someone else who he could tempt their empathy quotient to actually give in. True. Yeah. So someone who like cares that much for Daniel that they'd be willing to, and i I know there are people who would. But he was talking to the head of the base. <laughs> it wasn't gonna work. He's a dumb gold. I was gonna say there's a distinction there. Because, um, Jolnar had that same, like, agitation. Needing to yeah. be gone, right? Also threatened with guns mm-hmm. and everything. However, her response was somehow decidedly more intelligent Probably because than she had Sam to reflect on. I All I can think is... I definitely think her time in Sam taught her a lot. There's that too. I also just think that, um, for example, the Tokra uh are much more active as a species, as a people, sorry, a culture, whatever, than the gold who are a luxurious race at oh, this yeah, point. Yeah. Their lives are literally about not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So for example, in those kinds of moments, the reason why he acts stupid is because there actually isn't much of an education system yeah, up there. Exactly. There's nothing really for them to fall well, back on. Um, the genetic memory li- yeah. is a lot yeah. It's just say. generations of of lounging. I was literally just yeah. <laughs> of genetic memory like yeah. that's how they get by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Genetic memory for them is I mean, yeah, there might be some combat in there, but it's old, it's long buried, yeah. and there's tons of generational crap of just years of doing nothing. Meanwhile, the tobras um, are maintaining casually their shit. Um, maintaining authority over people Exactly. Too. Yeah, they don't have it. that challenge; they don't have to I mean, think about new things. Yeah, and they've never been in situations where they've had to actually, uh, you know, think on the run and be in a situation where hostages are taken. They never. This is all thinking on the fly which and thinking why, badly with no instinct. Which is why it's when they get to the goals who are not system lords. That they're more dangerous. Exactly. So, uh, they get through, everyone's like dispersed, they're dealing with all of the, the people who got through the gate, getting them fixed yeah, up all and those everything. new refugees that I, I like how this entire episode glosses over the logistics of dealing with that when you, uh, alien refugees that they're now to transport and feed and care for. I'm not saying they couldn't do it, I'm just saying that that's a lot, that's a nightmare logistically. I would argue that there's enough happening in the background that it's kind of insinuated that this is. Hardly the first time. Oh, again, and I don't think they couldn't handle it. I just like how they kind of gloss over the massive amount of chaos this oh, is. yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying that it's unbelievable that they'd be able to handle this and even do it well. Mm-hmm. It's just... The briefing that they have that they have later does indicate to me that this doesn't happen on such such a wide wide scale because they have to figure out like transportation yeah. and stuff, and that's where I was going to bring up. But it's definitely not the first time it's happened. Right? Because they already they're not like scrambling. Exactly. They already know what to do. Yeah, there's just it's interesting to me that they glossed over the show entirely up to this point. It's kind of glossed over the fact that this show that this uh, group has a shit ton of moving parts, mm-hmm. oh, and yet yeah. and yet they seem to do it well. And again, it's not like disbelief. I have a hard time believing it. It's just that I'm. Curious as to how it happened, yeah. considering how they just glossed over it for a season no, or so. No, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> like this shit went down, and this didn't <laughs> cause like any real repercussions. And no. again, they were transporting truckloads of people oh, yeah, to from mm-hmm. the hospital, and yet this yeah. was pulled off. So it's either a plot hole, kind of, because that <laughs> wouldn't actually be able to be done that way, or indicates that the government's spending um, the money in my face. I would say that if if it hadn't been Martin Wood and Robert C. Cooper working on this, it would have felt a lot more like a plot hole. I think between Robert C. Cooper's writing and Martin Wood's directing, they made it look a lot more like it's just practice. Yeah, also I realize that a lot of what they're doing kind of indicates to me that I feel like the camera style was trying to indicate that a a lot of activity was happening off screen. Oh, yeah. And obviously that was going to be, you know, be duh, right? But what I mean by that is also, like, all those nightmare logistics are happening. We're just not seeing them they are very clearly happening three feet out of shot. Because you can yeah. like hear tons of crap going yeah, back Yeah, like It was just like um, the, the, the part that you noticed later that happens in a little bit where you could, if you know to look for it, you yeah. can visibly see Michael Shanks yeah. edging past the camera. Yeah. Which, you know, they, they did a very good job with how they executed that. But no, it's very physics exists. Shot, but like, at the same time, as soon as you as soon as we both rewatched it and both at the same time started laughing when we see him edge his body <laughs> around the camera. Because uh, the downside of the camera it's coming it's at him? his shoulder. Yeah, the downside of him, the camera coming at him is that when he changes his entire body to go serpentine style, it's pretty fucking obvious because yeah. the camera's literally at his shoulder. But as, soon as we were both done it. laughing, I pointed out he could just be going around someone else in the hallway. He could be. It's it's exactly. Yeah. This could be the shot of somebody walking around. <laughs> It's very well shot, and goof or otherwise, it's still really funny. Yeah, no, it, it was. <laughs> Especially because we purposely went back to watch it because it was a good shot, mm-hmm. and then in rewatching yeah, it, we're like, like we He's <laughs> <freeze> moving past <laughs> like, oh, the camera. Uh, there's the camera. <laughs> so, we have a briefing. They're talking about all of the people who survived, uh, where they're putting the ones who are healing. Hammond mentions that they had to put some overflow into a nearby uh, Air Force hospital. Yeah, so they address a couple of logistics. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they actually went into it and talk about it. They were just talking about things. Well, they needed to have injured people in a hospital bed, and they were like, okay, True, so yeah. where are the other refugees? Oh, that's right, we need to have a throwaway scene here that explains what the fuck happened to all those I other do. screaming I will bloody say people. I do like the fact that because they had the plot point of having overflow in another hospital, mm-hmm. it meant that it took a while for the goal to get to Joel Yeah, no. Instead but of it being already in the base. Yeah, exactly. He had to get there, yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah, there was there was fodder. Yeah, it was really good. So they're having the briefing. Sam's acting a little weird. <laughs> not not too distinct. There's just, she looks very stiff in the briefing room. She's not saying much at first. Everyone starts talking after they talk about uh, where they're putting all the injured people. They start discussing the possible reasons for why the planet got attacked. Yeah. And Jack thinks, oh, they, the gold we were there. Daniel's going, it's probably not that simple. <laughs> that, that's how you don't use Occam's razor, because that yeah. is not the simplest way. That is, you you just went away that, you made a wormhole where there isn't space to make a wormhole. I right? think it's also just that little bit, because they spend probably at least three minutes talking at each other mm-hmm. about it. Like the brainstorming aspect. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's a room full of briefing, but Those two characters are talking at each other about it, like, arguing both sides of their argument, and it's a good portrayal of both of them, because Jack's coming at it from a military logistics point of Mm -hmm. view, because he points out, we just delivered a pretty big blow to them. Yeah, right? And they don't, um, first off, that doesn't happen to them, and second off, they don't like it when it happens to them. (laughs) So, like, it it makes sense where Jack's coming from, but Daniel, as the anthropologist, (laughs) is coming at it, like... There might be a more in-depth social reason for this. We don't know. You can't make that assumption. Especially because they didn't talk to anyone. Right? Like, that totem in the beginning... Since we, uh, you mentioned that it might be a system war. Yeah. it might not be. What if they were, um, her- heretics or something? Oh shit. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, who the fuck knows what it could be? Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the things. It's not the point of the episode, and it's one of those questions I feel like was actually purposely meant to, to make yeah. you. you know, you're supposed to go, wait, why? And you're supposed to go, oh fuck, this. they have no intention of telling us. Yeah. God damn it! Because <laughs> That's yeah. part of the mystery. They I want to know why the spy that they was there. Spent time on that little bit of debate between the two of them because yeah. it's just it re. Introduces who both of these characters are, where they come from, and it also outlines that neither of them actually know because you see, as they're talking about this in the background, Jolinar and Sam's body looking a little uncomfortable because she knows they were there for her, right? My favorite thing though is when she goes, um, basically calls out what I was, I just realized they actually do kind of, it's not as subtle as I, I originally said, um, because they actually kind of call out a little where she goes, or maybe it was a reason it wasn't apparent to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. And she like, literally says that it's she great. She literally calls out that it could be some other option because it could be maybe you're only seeing some part uh-huh. of this, and it's mm-hmm. a really good subtle nod. God, what what was it the Tilk said that led to her being like, "Oh, well, you're just a phone," you know? Oh, uh, something that I do not believe that the gold would attack in such a manner. For, it was uh, something, something something to do about why that why basically was something Daniel said about why they went aggro all of a sudden. And, and, uh, and he she, like, went, gave his own know, opinion yeah, yeah. from being, you know, an, uh, a first prime. Yeah. And then, then Jolinar and, and Sam's body more or less was like, you're interested to fall, what the fuck would you know? <laughs> I like this. like literally back here. This is this is great. Oh, kid, I forgot my little note here. um was during the evacuation. I do love that one scene where um, Richard Dean Anderson's carrying that kid. Yeah. And I'm like, kid's clearly smiling. Kid's clearly smiling. Kid's clearly smiling. And I said... <laughs> wouldn't you if Richard Dean Anderson was carrying you? And I was like, yeah, on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, after that, that, that scene where she said that thing about the Jafar, I just go, racist says, what? <laughs> and they all just kind of turn to her and go, racist said, what? Yeah, what's great is, like, Jolinar still managed to be somewhat subtle about it. Like, it's not, like, immediately suspicious, but everyone's kind of like, Sam, what the fuck? <laughs> like you can't hide deeply held prejudices. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so then, like, they basically decide, okay, we're done talking about this for now, obviously we'll come back when we have more information, but this is all we have right now. And we're going to take her to a sensitivity class. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they- <laughs> so I made myself laugh so hard. <laughs> we're going to take her to a sensitivity class. <laughs> oh man, sorry. I made-, I made myself laugh at that How many one. times have they tried to send Daniels back? <laughs> the only thing that breaks teachers are sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> so they disperse. Jack asks Sam if she's had her post-mission checkup, and she's like, oh no, I'm, I'm about to go do that now, don't want to break mission protocol, Dewey, and, like, punches him in the shoulder, <laughs> and, and walks down, and Jack just, like, freezes up and, like, looks like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, there's a lot wrong with that. A lot. My favorite part about that is, I like how he mentions this after where they just, Shared a bunch of uh, information, top secret and otherwise, and it's like I would, a way to check about the spy potentiality after. I do wonder if her acting a little weird is I'll what prompted that. Yeah, Cause maybe. like, because i I wonder if he's going. God, this is not another broken divide, is it? Did you get sick on the other side? I wish, like in the head. Maybe it's like a, like some like Midwest hick impulse came out. Like was the bruise heels. But I I do like that like that look on his face. one of those facial expressions we saw that goes he goes through, <laughs> yeah, he, goes through he cycles a, a few. Yeah, this, that that was a lifetime he lived in those three oh, seconds. It was so good. But at least one of those conclusions was it's a good thing she's going to the infirmary. Yeah, right. <laughs> like ah uh, okay yeah they'll, they'll they'll figure out that oh, syphilis induced personality change. I started laughing so hard I was almost crying when she punched him. Honestly, it almost felt improv. Like I was looking at the screen for it, it was nothing bad, improv. It, like, not, like, Joel and probably, like, honestly, like, it's, because it, here's the thing. Up until that point, she's been trying not to stand out, right? It's weird how, because of Deeply Hail prejudices, she almost immediately lost her cover. Yeah. Which is hysterical how this, uh, uh how, however old spy is not that good at her job, but okay. Moving on from that, um, to the punching thing. Yeah. I feel like that was, it's great, because that is totally what people do. Like, it's real and that, that weird fake thing that people do when, they're, like, they're not sure what to yeah. do and they think something else is going on and nothing about, about it was actually unbelievable. It just feels like a really improv thing and she's like okay I've been way too somber and racist yeah. and weird up until now so I better do something <laughs> that's like for a team. She's been, yeah and she's also been watching this team long enough to see how casual they exactly, are with the shit shit without realizing that Sam does not do that with Jack. <laughs> no, 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 she no,
1: could no, have she, done she, that to Daniel. She, she just tackles him wine. in the uh, co-bathroom
0: and tries to mate with him. God why do you have to remind me of that? That shirt is never a problem. Yeah, I was, I was literally just thinking, like that tank top was good though. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like a dude being gross, but I'm sorry, Amanda Tapping, you're, you're, you are a gift. How many times did I say in this episode, like Jesus Christ, she's beautiful. On that point, I, I know I did not write down, but yeah. it was really great of Joel and to about uh, continuously uh, upkeep her makeup. Right. The episode. She put on a whole fresh coat of lipstick. Yeah, and she eye went, makeup. And she fixed was, her eye makeup. She not. That's not the only thing she fixed. She fixed Sam's color palette. Because that's a distinct, different shade You're of plum like, yeah, lips that she's wearing. She went, no, 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 no. This this frames the face, better. This, this brings out the <laughs> plumpness of the lips. <laughs> we should see if um her color palette is better next episode. I'm like, honestly I'm literally going, going to look. Her. I'm not really, like, paying attention for this now. I was like, I wonder if this is, like, a thing. I wonder if they had any continuity with this <laughs> No, makeup they definitely artist. didn't. It'd be funny, though. There's not enough women working on this show for that. <laughs> oh, speaking of, one of the trivia things I saw, I'm not sure if it's, like, on-purposing um, or not, but... You know, like the, um, the chick with the braid, right? We love that one episode. Yeah. She's played by um, Tracy Westermall. Uh-huh. She's one of the only uh, re- recurring, consistently yeah. characters. She's in this episode. We actually see her. Um, she's in a different outfit than usual, though. She's in a loose fitting blue one. It's actually the actual US Air Force maternity. Oh, clothing. shit. It's specifically designed <laughs> to be worn by pregnant personnel. So they can still be in uniform while being, you know. Was she the one in the uh, prologue? She hands him uh, hand in the thing. Yeah. I don't know if she was pregnant or not, and if she was, that's a great attention to detail, and if not, then it's a mistake, because they don't know why, or why they put her out that outfit. Dude, my subconscious is phenomenal, because I almost, at one point, when she just, like, in her scene, I love her, and I did not know it was the same woman. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah, so I have no idea what, what the deal was there, but I'm pretty sure it was I don't think I can bind two people there, but I either way, Conscious has just decided that she is the best NPC. Right, <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, that detail, that the trivia thing itself, doesn't actually mention <laughs> whether or not character or actor was pregnant, just that that is what it was. That's really cool, either way, and that it is the official U.S. Air Force's mili- uh, air, uh uniform for pregnant personnel. Which honestly, kudos to them for yeah, creating yeah. A, a, a still military. They still have maternity skirts skirt. for the women, but. <laughs> they were so close. I know. Uh, so Sam goes to get her checkup. Janet's like, it start. It like the scene starts with Janet like checking the back, right. of her neck and not finding anything, obviously, because it went through her throat. <laughs> Your flinch. It went through her soft palate. Actually, soft above pal- up, 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 but the point is that no, no, <laughs> she it went through the bad part of the throat. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. you know, she checks all that, doesn't see any scars. Has her open her mouth, sees a little bit of irritation, is like, Oh, you've been having a sore throat? And, and there's a beat, and she goes, uh, Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit, why? Like, oh, it's just a small abrasion in the back of your throat. And then Janet's like, I'm just gonna take a sample, and you can see Jill and I being like, but she doesn't like, She's like, I, I'll probably have enough time to get out Before this comes well, out well, What's the swab even going to really detect? I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to detect like knock or anything. it would just detect It could Maybe I, I feel like I feel like it's just a wound I don't know for sure I just feel I like it'd be a wound Isn't it just a wound? Because it's just the entry point Here's the thing How would she know what they can detect? Right, about? exactly So yeah, I totally get oh, why she'd be generally another concerned another thing uh, It already happened a while ago When she walked through the gate as, as she came to the gate in the first place You see her pause and, like, look around Right At the gate room Because this Tok'ra is, like, surprised to find this other race Semi-prepared to deal with gold Right Like, well, this isn't the usual, quote-unquote, backwaters cultures Right, just yeah, and she came from a village And yeah. she's definitely not a village <laughs> Yeah, and I just love that little pause where you see her stop and look around Like, oh, shit Yeah <laughs> These apes are slightly better. Yeah. I do think, like, she definitely was like, oh shoot, because she didn't know what they'd be able to tell from that swabbing. But there was another thing in the briefing. They Hammond did specifically talk about how SG1 and SGs 9 through 12, I believe, mm-hmm. were going to start looking for relocation yeah. spots. Yeah, he specifically mentioned so p- teams. So she knew that they would be leaving again soon. Mm-hmm. So I think she was just. Hedging her bets that they'd be off planet before any test came back. Yeah, I mean, uh, either way, she doesn't have much of a choice. No. Yeah. So you can hope she that has they don't to find hedge your bets these in, in, <laughs> or you can be incredibly suspicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just you know, work with what you have, and uh, at the very least get out of this room and go to step B. Yeah. But just Amanda tapping in this episode is great with her she body shines. language. Yeah, she shines in this one because before Jolinar gets exposed, she's just doing a lot of like. You see a lot just from her body language and her facial expressions that she can't say out loud, obviously. Right. But it's just like these little moments of like, "Oh shoot!" or "Whoops!" or right. Right. "It's good." Yeah. Uh, so while she was having the uh, checkup with Janet, Janet brings up Cassie, which apparently this is the first episode that we actually hear. Yeah, her, uh, apparently first time her the name, name uh, first name appears on. Or she was just mm-hmm. Frazier. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they were always just addressing Doctor Frazier. I yeah. guess it tracks. But. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of you. things where we say stuff before we find out. Like, we don't know Jill our, or Tokra in this episode yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, not yeah, not until he starts expo dumping in the middle of the episode. Yeah. But, uh, so she starts bringing up Cassie. Like, oh, Cassie misses you, blah, blah, blah. And again, there's another pause of, like, who? <laughs> right? <laughs> and then Sam. finds the information in <laughs> Sam's mind and goes, oh, right, yeah, I've just been so busy. <laughs> but basically, she takes that prompting and be like, okay, I gotta go visit this Sandra kid. And I do like that small moment where you can see her taking a simple of light and a kid, being happy, because mm-hmm. she actually like genuinely smiles oh, for her. there's son. a, that first, oh, so basically, so first, she goes yeah. to visit Cassandra, and she, you can tell she's kind of like, I don't know what to do She's here. standing there awkwardly yeah. and stiffly just like, Sup. But then Cassandra like goes to go greet her and hug her, and you can see for that brief first moment when she initially hugs Cassandra, she likes it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, cause she's like, see this she sees this kid running to her, and she just instinctively goes down to one knee to hug. Uh-huh. Although I'm just now realizing, that, dude, that could be a cool other element. This is a totally just an yeah. idea. But what if that's um, one of those things where people always go back and forth between like the host versus the the snake? Where Sam? Came where in. Sam? In like in a sense of like muscle memory. Yeah, is, maybe. In Sam is basically a mother to this kid, too, mm-hmm. in a way. So she just instinctively loves this kid so much and would do that, that that's a moment where Joel and yeah, kind of lost herself a little bit in Sam. Just a moment. Mm-hmm. After about, like, what, five seconds into the hug, Cassie mm-hmm. senses oh, something is wrong. I mean, it makes sense. She yeah. had that thing literally in her heart. Mm-hmm. They point so. out later on that, like, her sensitivity to Nakoda, she sensed something. So she yanks herself away from Sam, goes into a corner, and it's just like, yeah, just, nope, no. Mm-hmm. And Joel knows the jig is up and tries to, like, intimidate her into silence. Right. Which we don't I don't see any of it. Yeah, we just, just eye glow. like, her eyes glow and... Uh, she shifts entirely in personality. She tries, but yeah. she goes, Cassandra, what's wrong? And then the, kid, the kid's just doing that. She goes, okay, plan B. Intimidate. And she <laughs> tries, but she doesn't realize how much steel is in Cassandra's spine. Yeah, I mean, most kids haven't gone through that kind yeah, of shit. Mm-hmm. Most kids aren't turned into living bombs. So, while Jolinar and and Sam's body is trying to hurry up the team getting through the gate, Janet has gone to fetch Jack because Cassandra has locked herself in Janet's office. And I'm just going to point out one more time how the fuck that- How the fuck did that- You pointed out a perfectly legitimate reason. (laughs) That being said, I I don't necessarily buy it because this is a military hospital. Yeah. And this is Janet's office. And you're telling me that no one else is a backup copy? He, I find it really hard to believe this kid successfully locked her out of her yeah, own office. that's off. the thing. I don't think so. she did. I think the fact that she the locked the door at all made Janet be like, okay, this is a big thing. And she went to Jack because she knows Jack used to be a father. Plus, um, the kid after him. She was saying she wanted to talk to him. Right, she did. I missed that Because part. Uh, Sam was... Yeah, know, because, because like, she knows I need yeah, to tell yeah. Jack. And for some reason, she needs to yeah. tell Jack instead of her mother, I don't. I think it's mostly just a convenience thing to get Jack in there. Well, it works. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe, maybe, maybe Janet's explained to her in detail enough about like this system of command. Yeah, maybe. Like, the fact that Jack is responsible for Sam in that respect. Or there's also the possibility that she's probably seen Janet and Sam in, like, the same situations together a lot more than she's seen Jack with Sam. Right. So maybe she like Sam's instinctively mom. I was trying to like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like but basically maybe she instinctively thinks that Janet might not believe her about Sam where she doesn't know how close Jack is to Sam like maybe she worries that Janet would trust Sam a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah maybe it's um because like um, Janet's the doctor maybe, she's, doesn't, maybe she doesn't maybe uh, some level she lost a tiny bit of trust in Janet because Janet was the one who inspected Sam. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's just like that behind brain response of, okay, maybe maybe it got you too. Or, who the hell knows? Yeah. But I can't... I need an outside judge. So who the hell knows? So either way, she to come in so that she can... And it's great because he just like sits down on the ground next to her. Which is he's a gigantic dude. <laughs> yeah. Although, any adult next to a kid, but it's just yeah. when you're that tall and, and that big of a dude next to a kid, it was so cute. But it was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. look at the size difference. But she tells him... That Sam's gold. That there's gold. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. She hams out the silence as long as she possibly can in that time honored tradition of just beating the fuck around that bush. <laughs> that bush's a goddamn moat around it with a dead horse in the middle. It's really fucking irritating. <laughs> Why can't they, anybody ever, ever believe a world exists where he walks in? And this kid, who, again, I'm not th- I'm not even dis- disagreeing with, like, the safe space thing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, he sits down and gets in that comfort space, and she goes into protective zone there and goes, Sam's gold. <laughs> because that's exactly, I I know I'm not like most people. Yeah. I understand it to the That being said. We don't know what Joanna I- said to intimidate her. I get, and yeah, I, so I know my I know my no, argument yeah, no. has tons of flaws Here's in it, but it just bugs the crap out me when they do this crap because it's like, is no one ever considers the possibility that somebody just wants to get Logically, this information across? I would be in the same spot as you. Why does no one ever want to get the information but across? But I'm also going. She's not like us. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't watch a lot of parody movies, and I don't and I know I watched one on um, years ago that was made about the Twilight movies, but I don't remember anything about it except for one particular scene where he, uh, the fake, uh, fake, uh, werewolf kid, rips off his shirt, and she's like, I forgot what she says, basically, the kid's like, y- you don't need to do that. And he goes, uh, actually, he pulls out his, like, this moment I contractually all began for like, 14 <laughs> appearances, and she's like, and he goes to her real quick to show her, like, that he, like, what? And the next shot on him is him just just spraying a shit ton of water and oil, like, all over himself, <laughs> just like, you know. second, <laughs> second, It's just extremely funny to me as a concept. It, the rest of the movie was garbage, as far as like, I can. It was remember like, why Jacob is so shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really do love that just, like, contractually obligated appearances, and then literally a millisecond later, the next shot of him is just spraying himself liberally. It's kind of like that feeling of it's just, Listen, I've never seen the Twilight movies, I have no interest in it, but I know how much effort he went in to get ripped. Let him be shirtless. Right? Well, the reason why I bring that up is just because it's like that thing of, um, she couldn't tell Jack that Sam was a gold because she, was, she had to go through her 18 mandated pauses, yeah. stumbles, and flip-flops before she finally gets the trembling courage. It's like, again, she's a kid. It's believable. It's always a believable situation, yeah. quote-unquote, whenever the person tremulously just takes their goddamn time to get the point across. I just want one time a writer to go. So there's this other panic response people do where they go, quiet, safe space hiding, and then just communicates the content information. You, you know who does that? Mm. Daniel. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Mini rant over. <laughs> There's a reason we associate a, so I, well I, with Daniel. I, I, know, I know it's an understatement of the year to say that I'm triggered easily, but this is a big one for me, honestly. That particular thing where it's uh-huh. like, just say it already. Alright, so. I lost where I was in my notes entirely. She tells jack that sam's a like and back at the base sam is trying so hard to rush the uh the gate she's like yelling to try and get yeah. it to happen faster she's and doing the whole uh, tr- uh pacing tiger thing and daniel's just oh this is the this is the second scene where daniel does not have his glasses on they're up in his hair because she like practically runs into the locker room where they're getting ready like hey let's get going where's jack and- Daniel's just looking at her with his glasses pushed up into his hair. Just like, what? <laughs> Any time it's a chick telling the guys to hurry up in the bathroom is a, is a moment for me. Well, with Daniel's hair, you would have to tell him hurry <laughs> Seriously, he's a L'Oreal commercial. Yes. That's probably why he cuts it in season three. They're like, Daniel, we're tired of you taking an hour in the locker room every day. <laughs> Or it was just Jack being like, in case we wind up in any more penal colonies, I need you to cut your hair, Daniel. Uh, the women keep thinking that it's their turn in the bathroom because they see you from behind. <laughs> <laughs> the women keep seeing you from behind and thinking it's their turn in the bathroom. For the sake of the co-ed that we, for some fucking reason, are maintaining. This, this is just making me think of back when we were talking about uh, Broken Divide all the way back in season one. Oh no, no, it was um Crystal One. When they were... Chaos Twins, but where he, like, runs Mm. into the locker room while Sam is there, and he just doesn't stop. He just keeps talking to her. I mean, when you're in the same room as your brother or sister. (laughs) Exactly. But I just love it, like, he just goes into a locker room where there's one that he just doesn't care, because he's not thinking about that. Yeah, she's trying to, you know, get everyone to go. Jack shows up with a tranquilizer and gets her in the arm which does not put her down, and Janet helpfully uh, in the gate room, the control room, uh, where she's like, that should have put down an elephant or a rhinoceros or something like that. Oh, no, she does say elephant. And by the way, I really deeply, 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 they deeply would not hate. have stabbed a human with something that could put down an elephant. Yeah, because here's the thing: I, uh, I understand there's another thing in there that's you know affecting the metabolism and so on. But on the off chance that that doesn't kick in, that much tranquilizer would kill yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's not a great line. <laughs> but it's basically, I, I She should have said, like, said something like shorthand. She should have said something like, if "That was straight ketamine or something," because that would have been a, a hardcore yeah. drug that would would knocked you the fuck out but that necessarily wouldn't have had to be a gigantic amount yeah like i i mean it was like if it, if you could take an elephant it would have killed her <laughs> yeah it's like but her heart wouldn't have survived i for that line i kind of have to group it in the same category as like when people get um massive injuries and suddenly start like coughing up blood but their injuries are nowhere near their lungs or their mouth right it's like it's an accepted sign, right? We have to show the internal damage somehow. That would have taken down an elephant. Is like right. a classic line. I just realized we might be making a small error in uh, semantic speaks mm-hmm. here. I don't think it's this, but it could be that she meant potency. There are tranks that are different in terms of like this. For example, oh, yeah, horse strength. No, yeah. Horse strength. It's a very, it's a very different composition. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you can't give it, to, well, shouldn't give it to humans is it. Not, it doesn't just kill them because, like, if, you know, if it's too much or whatever. it, it it's, it's our, our organic body chemistry cannot yeah. handle it for whatever reason. Um, so it could have been that she was talking about, they were using their hardest core sedative. Yeah. That would have like, that well, that's was, why, even a low dose would have dropped an elephant. That's how hardcore it was. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's I, I, I kind of have to like, like I said, I, it, it's stupid because I know that like with the blood in the mouth, that doesn't happen except under certain circumstances of injuries, but it's an accepted shorthand form of communication. To be fair, I once coughed so, I had a, an asthma attack once and was coughing um, mm-hmm. and heaving from it so badly that I irritated my throat lining enough that I actually started coughing up blood from that. Yeah. My mother knew what was going on not mm-hmm. that she was like, I'm, you're, you're fine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. It's TV. The TV told yeah. me. She's like, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so you here's the thing. Like, yeah. The TV told me I'm going to die. It was like flex of blood because yeah, again, yeah, yeah. throat lining. The thing is, technically, of course, there are ways to cough up blood without it being one of those grievous injuries. Yeah. We, we always say, well, he got hit you in the could, arm. Yeah. Why is he bleeding here? it's like, well, he bit the side of his cheek. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, maybe he has dengue fever, his blood's, you know, like literally who, who the fuck yeah. knows? It could always, always a quote could be, it's not yeah. and we all know it. <laughs> but yeah, you're acceptable but, whatever. So basically she's like, oh, that didn't take her down, that should have taken her down. That's yeah. more or less what she's saying. Yeah. She's in the, the control room being like, that should have <laughs> taken her down. Same when people say that something's light years ahead of us, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not an estimate of time, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but she's so. basically trying to, like, you know, threaten her way through or whatever, and then someone else shoots her with another crank And that finally puts her down. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure exactly what so a uh, sedative is really just Trevor Brains definitely what does to the brain to like you know, to shut you down. Uhhuh. And, versus, like, for example, you have to use a different kind of thing for surgery Because your body can't just be asleep, it has to be yeah. down Well, <laughs> the, there's definitely So I'm trying to figure like, what the difference is, like, and stuff you can eject, slash shoot Like, yeah, why that definitely... was the thing that triggered it I would assume it was just a combination of both Right, it's, it's not like this, but this you know, the, it's the hard, also definitely used, an issue of, like, two different things were being used mm-hmm. Because they make a point of the fact that they're showing, like, him using, like Those traditional Something from the From Janet Yeah, yeah it's a medical Yeah, thing yeah, he, he, he uses, uses a it. pressure syringe, and that the military dude's using a clear trank dart. Yeah, absolutely. That you use on, I'm guessing, animals slash people? Like, why? I mean, trank darts I've never, like, assumed to be used on animals. I've seen people, I've seen them used on people in dramatic yeah. situations, but in real-life situations, I can't, I just can't think of anything on top of my head as to why you need a trank on a human. I would say Such in you'd a them place in where you Monta could place. have multiple instances of a footfall situation, it would be useful. There you goes. So I'm assuming that cocktail combination would be putting into account body chemistry. Yeah. Human. It's just interesting to me where the line is drawn. I, I, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I would just no, like yeah. to know. I get why they yeah, don't there, have time for it. There's this nothing that's like distinctly <laughs> like, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Right. But there's a lot of like, well... We don't know how this works, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, when where does the knock, knock when come into play? If yeah. you have knock on your bloodstream, what what how does that affect sedative, For example, I feel like that burns through a lot of sedatives. Yeah, uh, but this remember. thing. What if it's not about burning it? What if what if it never can take hold because of it? What if it doesn't absorb because who knows? Know. Yeah, we, yeah. Don't, know we don't, don't know. It's called a flat bottom because it's that that it, it, because the more questions you ask, the more you can just go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes it works real well. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they, they talk Janet. about trying to, like, figure out, uh, Janet figured out, oh, it got through of her throat. Like, the I love, I love watching her connect the dots. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you have anatomy. is like, a basic course to be a doctor. Yeah, so, like, they have another briefing where they're talking about what's up with her, and they don't know much. They know very, pretty much nothing. Basically, it's all about Janet being like, oh, it could have come through the CPR. That's pretty much it. And then they have her in a, in a cell. And they're waiting for her to wake up, so they can start questioning her. Meanwhile, Daniel goes to talk to one of the survivors that's at the other uh, military base hospital hospital. about the guy that Sam had done the CPR with, Mm -hmm. trying to find out more information. He's doing good investigative work. Really smart, honestly. Yeah. And he starts talking to her and everything. He's just, you know, questioning her about the situation before the fight happened in the first place. Working up to that question and more or, right, or less. Right. Uh, meanwhile, um, we go back to SGC and you see Sam and, not Sam, uh, Teal and Jack in the locker room. Jack mm-hmm. is like preparing himself to question this gold in mm-hmm. Sam's yeah, body. Yeah. And Teal basically just tries to give him like, Pep talk's probably the wrong word for it, but, like... Coach? Yeah, coaching. coaching. Yeah. It's a quick little, like, oh, here, uh, uh, strategy meeting. Yeah. A, little yeah, a quick little strategy and meeting. And, like, basically be like, hey, I'm here for you. <laughs> this sucks, but, like, you can do it. And here's some clues or It's a good tips. little bro moment. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice, quiet moment. We don't get a lot of those between Jack and Teal, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's good team Usually sport. the Jack and Teal stuff is more comedy. Right. Lucy, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Jack starts talking to Sam in Jolinar's body. Uh, no. Jolinar in Sam's body. I mean Tana potato at this point. Yeah, whatever. As soon as you start sharing a brain, does it really matter whose body it is? Yes, yeah. yes it
1: does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and during it she's like giving nothing. To the point where she's like, you don't know what's going on, and we're like, then fucking tell him! <laughs> we both were like, okay, if he doesn't understand, fucking tell him. Telling him he doesn't understand what's going on doesn't help. Right. But the scene ends with her giving him nothing, and then, like, her going to the corner of the cell and, like, sitting down with her arms crossed petulantly over her chest. Like, it's like, yeah, you're not, uh, yeah, you're not keen on telling. Cross his arms. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're how old? Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's good to know some things transcend species. Uh, and then Meanwhile, back uh, with Daniel, Daniel has found out that he started, like, asking her about the guy that um, had died, mm-hmm. that had the goal beforehand, and finds out that that was her husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, husband, boyfriend, something? Yeah, yeah, she identifies she, him as her husband. That he was her husband. And he's like, okay, has he been acting... Oh, uh, I think first he asked, did he have any, like, marks on him? like right. any any... Injuries around like his head or whatever, and she remembers like a small like scar thing yeah, yeah, near the back of his neck. And Daniel's like, okay, did he start acting weird? And and, she, and he's just like, no, and he's and she's like, how long ago was that? And she's like, oh, a couple months. Yeah, yeah like, it was months Wait. ago. And he's like, what? And he's like, no there's weird. Nothing super weird. He didn't like flip out and, like, try and kill you or yeah. anything. He never got violent, his eyes didn't glow, and she starts to get a little distressed. <laughs> yeah. And very clearly, he did not. Oh like, you know what? I know why they keep referring to Jolinar as he. Because it was in a male Jolinar body? Because Jolinar was in a male body first, yeah. and they don't know. Yeah. Jolinar doesn't give them jack shit. How would they know? I mean, technically, all goals are technically, um, a gender. Yeah. It's just that they have personalities, that yeah. are female or male. Um, So I I I get why they're calling the gold he. Yeah, you're right. That does track. That being said, I stand by what I said, which is it 100% is a total thing that people do, which is as soon as you have an intimidating foe, you automatically assume it's a he because of course it is. Yeah, so Daniel's going, oh, something is up with this gold. This is not like a typical. Right. It's remarkably non-murderous. Yeah. Like it it didn't kill the kid, for example. mm Mm-hmm. So he's definitely. Tony Apostol killed the kid. Yes, he did. <laughs> so he, Daniel's like, oh, something interesting is going on here. He leaves after talking with her, and this is where that that shot happens, where yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a continuous shot of him leaving her room, going pausing, down the hall, walking past another room that's the door is partially open, and pausing there for a brief second, like you get a glimpse into the room, which if you're really paying attention, you can see someone's shoes on the floor behind the bed, yep. but Daniel doesn't notice. Right. To be fair, you don't look at other people's patients. No, first. you wouldn't. Like, that tends to be the just general accepted yeah. fact. And then, the, with the same shot, no cuts or anything, you just see Daniel ease his way past the shot of the camera, and then the camera stays on the open door, and then you go in, and you find out that the doctor who had been checking on the guy in the bandages, total bandages, like covering him all over, is, like, knocked out on the ground... And the guy in the bandages is up and, like, you know. Healed. Yeah, healed. He's because not, the goal will do that. Mm-hmm. He's not completely covered in burns anymore. Yep. Uh, and a great moment that <laughs> leads to an issue is that he uses his bandages to cover up the doctor and put him in his bed. So that when Janet comes by to do her uh, rounds later, she just sees the guy in the bandages in the bed and goes, okay. <laughs> Alright, right, I'm, for my own reasons mostly that I just, I don't need to do I this myself. I led into this. I was, yeah. I was waiting for you. I'm going to try to, I'm actually going to try to keep this as concise mm-hmm. and simplistic as I can because it doesn't need to be over the top as I always do. That being said, motherfucker. <laughs> this, this, this is a goof that honestly pisses me off mm-hmm. a little because like, there's tons of inaccuracies in medical drama across yeah. the board and whether it's a, this kind of show or a, or a medical drama. I am not the only one, uh, some of it's really, really painfully obvious to, like, to the average person mm-hmm. obvious. That sounds super condescending, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, being raised by my mother, I had an uh, unfair advantage in yeah. that aspect of how I know a shit ton about how hospitals work just because of her. Yeah. Or not hospitals work, but how, like, these procedures play out. Yeah, yeah I get you. So, for example, nine times out of ten, I can usually tell that that, that ventilator is 100%. Not, not, like, usually <laughs> it's at a weird-ass angle or some shit, or it's, like, way over here, like, 15 feet yeah. away from the face. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you understand how breath works? Or, like, a tube or, mm-hmm. like, physics. Those It was always just because, like, it was the shot. That, and you just know it's because the boom mic got away or some uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, right? Anyway, so, um, this one is honestly super not acceptable. This yeah. was, like, this was somebody going, I know it doesn't work, but much like the season seven of Game of Thrones, I don't care about how time works, <laughs> I have a point to make. And I understand sometimes when you, quote, need to do yeah. that. So at the end of this, it's not a huge deal breaker. But that being said, this one does kind of piss me off. Because in the in the realm of medical inaccuracies, this one has a bunch. Starting with... Okay, so I actually just assumed he had uh, wrapped the guy in new bandages. But I'm, I'm wondering if this is one of the hospitals that keeps that kind of crap in the room. Some do. Yes, yeah, I don't are. know if this is because I don't know if this is an outpatient. I don't know if this is a trio. I don't know what kind of room this is. I don't know what the stocking situation is. So. Maybe there's new bandages. Yeah. Which is the only way that that could have looked like uh-huh. that. Because... When you said his bandages, I realized that you might be right, in which, no the fuck not, those bandages will look that nice, and they got yeah. first, off, first off, when he peels them off, you notice how he's, you know, he's not bloody, but you also notice how the bandages aren't, it's like, do you understand how debrided skin yeah. Well, that's works? another thing, he wouldn't have been that covered with fresh, uh, fresh burns, right? Well, he wouldn't have been burned, he just, it took a a lot of time. No, I mean, like, the... The bandages wouldn't have been that extensive like to cover all the skin, right? Um, so here's the thing. That guy was so fucking covered that, first off, that guy would have been fucking dead. Yeah. Because when you have burns literally covering 80% of your body at war, you're fucking basically fucked. Like, they acknowledge this. You're fucked. Because I do know, like, I don't know that much about medicine. I do know that like, there are, there are in like burns where you just have to leave them open. Oh, for sure. Um, that's part of uh I'm not entirely sure where it is in the debreeding process yeah. because I'm not an expert on this one. But yeah, burns um they can't be too uh confined for one thing yeah. because they will literally rot as they heal mm-hmm. otherwise. So you can't get them too moist like a lot of things you can't get them too moist. And at certain parts you have to go through and a lot of early stuff debreeding has yeah. to happen, which is when you have to go through, you need to pick out all the dead skin mm-hmm. and all that shit in there that can't be in there mm. because you need to heal. Yeah. You need to grow a new organ. And that's a part process that's... Yeah, hard. no, like, he, he definitely so, couldn't yeah. have been that covered. I, totally I mean, he could have been just This is the thing, depending on how bad the tissue damage was. If he lost too much of it, they'd have to do something. Oh, yeah, so it there depends. Was, like, no skin there, yeah. so much. Yeah, so, I don't know what the situation is. I do know, though, however, if that were the situation, those bandages he peeled off would have been a fuck-ton grosser. Oh, yeah, they would have, yeah. So there's a lot of problems there, mm-hmm. but those ones I can gloss over. I can I can understand who's yeah. glossing over those, because, fuck it, what are you, this isn't a medical, this is not a documentary. No. But... Somehow he wraps this guy up mm-hmm. perfectly, which yeah. just fuck you. I will argue it did look looser than his own. True, branches. true, but that just makes it so. But kills me. Isn't that part? Is the it's not notice. even. It's not even the fact that some fucking how he gets this guy hooked up to the ventilator which by the way it's one thing it's i can totally believe somebody ripping out their own ventilators happens. sometimes yeah. that's why they try to keep patients from panicking when they wake mm-hmm. up is because sometimes that they literally can't get out so that part isn't the problem it's very 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 common for med students to accidentally shove uh, when they're trying to intubate somebody put it down the uh, esophagus yeah so so, so it's, it's not like really easy for people who are you know, trained to yeah. do this and you have to use a special tool for it. It's like a mirrored thingy. Yeah, I watched enough House. Yeah, there we, oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. That's right. Because yeah. it, it, it looked like cords. Yeah. Right? It, it's a whole thing. So glossing over painfully how he managed to do that, the ventilator's working somehow in this situation, which just brings into mind, so how the hell is this doctor? What's the doctor's situation here? Why is he ventilated and uh, so is he now sedated? Because he, you don't just ventilate somebody who doesn't need to be ventilated. Yeah. They don't just sleep through that. Mm-hmm. There's so much wrong with that. So I'm just, what? fucking clinches this for me and drives me firmly into pissed off territory is when the fucking doctor comes through on her rounds and for some fucking reason I guess decides a pat on the shoulder is all it takes to check on somebody because nothing stands out to her here. I will say, okay, this is a very thin, this is a very thin defense here because I do have my own issue with it and I don't have any of the medicine knowledge that you do. She might not have been on rounds. That's what, that's what that's what that was. That was a round. She, she, it's a round, it's a it's round is a, any any type of check up on the patient, and that involves checking their equipment and their um, output, like they check the bags for urine. Like, I'm just saying and, that she might not have been, like I said, this is very thin. <laughs> thin, thin, thin. But mm-hmm. like, with the narrative, she never says, hey, I was on my rounds and blah, blah, blah. She's like the head doctor. Would she have been the one doing those, or would she have If, seen she's, if she's the else case to. manager, if she's the case manager, she would. Why is she even at that hospital instead of an SGC, though? If she's in charge of, if she's the case manager for the Alien Outreach Project here, yeah, I don't know. She that's could the be. Thing. She could be. The we project don't know leader. enough. Yeah, there. yeah, but I will say. Also, I have no idea how the Air Force works with that. Yeah, actually, yeah we don't know enough yeah. about that. Um, I will say my issue with it is that when he first got himself out of that bed things should have been going off when they disconnected You don't fucking there. say. <laughs> like, literally every single one uh-huh. of them. And a lot of those things are, like, some of them, uh, you'll like see maybe... nurses not give a shit about those, some smoke, smoke alarms. Yeah. But the ones, like, for the heart monitor? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, I... when the ventilator stopped working temporarily yeah. while he took it out and then put it in another person? No, so, like, I agree. There's a problem there. Yeah. How the fuck did he work the ventilator? Intubating alone is one thing. No, but... Do you remember when she figures out that it's not him? There's oh, also, where did the thing even go? Yeah, Who knows it that? Just, him?
1: It did they? When did they, they extubate
0: him? That's, when did they do yeah, that? Remember that's <laughs> where I <laughs> pointed out. I'm like, oh, see, he wasn't intubated, right? But, okay, then that, and I, and then you're like, hey, then why was it doing the pumping? Which is yeah, yeah, exactly that's so, the problem. So, so you're telling me then that they extubated him, which means that he was recovering because you don't extubate a comatose. If they needed to be intubated at- as a comatose patient, I'm assuming that unless something drastically changed in their entire health... I, 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 I'm not a respiratory therapist here, so yeah. I could be wrong. Probably, yeah. But I know that extubating is something they usually do when you wake up. Yeah. Because the reason why you extubate is because the body no longer needs to be and worked it for you. they're having something yeah. in Yeah, and when you're right? that yeah. unconscious, your your body's limp. Yeah, you're not fighting a thing. things. Yeah. As soon as you're conscious, you you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so they extubated this bitch for some reason while he was unconscious, and then, again, just left him there. Yeah, my brain breaks. My brain breaks. <laughs> all I'm going to say is you're not a respiratory therapist. Neither is Robert C. Cooper. Yeah. He's doing his best. He's <laughs> doing his best. This was 98. I was, I was five when this came out. Yeah, my mother was still, um, literally working as a respiratory therapist at this time. <laughs> literally was working at, at a hospital as a respiratory therapist. Yeah, yeah. like, I understand why you're, like, yeah, so as, like she I can can't go, even like, really <laughs> defend it all that much. This show, all I can say, is this show is not a medical show. Yeah, I just wish that, considering how much medical and stuff they use, it's funny, like, they used that one time, they used a real cat, uh, cat scan machine. Yeah, they did. Like, they have really great attention to detail, and then sometimes, just for the sake of, well, we need this to work. After that um, big explosion on medical inaccuracies. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Joel and our are uh, talking with Jack Moore, and, like, you know, he's still trying to get her to talk and, like, Say why she's here and blah, blah blah blah, and she points out fairly enough that she hasn't hurt anyone. Aside from she's you know, still forcibly violating the human that she's in. Yeah, but you know she's still not fucking explaining herself at all. But she's pointing out, I haven't hurt anyone here. I could have. You didn't know I was in her. I could have hurt someone. I haven't hurt anyone. Could have killed that kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do know that there are many go old who at least one who does not mind killing yeah. children. So. And she, this is where she brings up the Tokra. Huh? And um, to Teal specifically because she's like, you must, you must have heard of them, and Teal definitely has, but he doesn't seem to believe it. Well, I mean, whoever believes those old yeah wives' tales. Yeah, because he he tells um, like Hammond and Jack later that like Brace had told him about the Tokara, raised on those stories, but he doesn't really trust in them. Well, yeah, it's like because he's stories. never met one before. Right, exactly. It's like a it was it was more like a fantastical mm-hmm. story. Yeah, a symbol, and he makes a point of like talking to Jolene like you know you're all after power. Like, doesn't I've never met a ghoul that's not after power, and Jolene, to her credit, doesn't say I'm not after power, but she says we're after it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I have very little to say on that, because it's just so true. It's, yeah, and it, I, just, just so I like the nuance of the conversation. It really is nuanced. Yeah, it's very, um... Robert C. Cooper is very good at seeing all of the characters he has in a scene, mm-hmm. and seeing the direction each of them would take. Yeah, they, the he, he puts all of their motivations on the surface while revealing none of their intentions. Yeah, it's good. And it's like, how do you do that? So here's the thing, we find out about Jolinar and the Toker in this episode I don't know what the Toker are doing at all. Exactly. None we know they are, are a rebellion source. Yeah. That's it. What's the intention of the rebellion? To what end? Yeah. They know. want to take over? They want to create a power? Yeah, because all, all Toler says is they want strength for a different reason. Uh-huh. Then, then cool. Great to know. Doesn't mean that you're a friend. Yeah. Peace. Uh, so... Is this Daniel's she- shining moment? No, not yet. Uh-huh. He's cool. not in here. In During this conversation, she finally does reveal, hey, the guy... Because, oh, by now they've found out that this guy's missing. <laughs> at some point, Janet saw something in the chart of the guy who was in the bandages right. that told her this was not the same guy. Right. I'm we don't saying, know what. I'm guessing blood type. Yeah. I assumed it was blood type. Yeah. I appreciate that they don't, like, spell it out for us. She's a doctor, and it, while she missed the fucking intubation, whatever was going on, that, we're not going to get into that again. She's a doctor who took one look at his chart. And knew it was a different person in the bed. So she rushes, figures out, oh, it was the doctor that was missing. Because they do, before she gets the charts, she says, hey, have you seen Dr. So-and-so? Right. So, like, they do a lot of good setting up for this. She finds out, okay, this guy's missing. They're trying to figure out how to find mm. him. Blood work. The guy was probably sedated and shit and probably didn't have any of the stuff in his blood work. There you go. Yeah, probably. So they know that this guy is missing. Uh, and is they're trying to figure out what he's planning to do. And This is where Jolene finally gives up something and says, He is an assassin who is coming after me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. more or less points out that the attack on that community was to target her. Doesn't specifically say that, but like the assassin I mean, it, was there for the Yeah, that I'm choice. sorry, I'm replaying it in my head. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all the pieces are there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had it probably because she had info. Yeah, because she's a successful exactly. spy. Or at the very least, she was made at some point and then she was trying to hide. Make, mm-hmm. You know, that's how like shit blew over. Who knows? Again they don't Like to tell you So she's saying Like this guy's Gonna come after me He's not gonna stop Until I am dead And the body I'm inhabiting Is dead as well Like basically Trying to be like You need to let me go I need to be let Back to my people And Jack's just like No Like that's not happening (laughs) And as he's starting To leave Jolinar, quote unquote, <laughs> releases their control over Release Sam the so that she can yell for Jack's help, and Jack doesn't fucking buy it for a second because Jack knows who Sam is as a person. She's like, "No, Colonel, come back!" She's telling the truth, just like yell, and it's like that's not Sam. And Jack doesn't even stop; he just keeps going. And you see that as soon as he leaves, as soon as the door closes behind him. The panic on Sam's Mm -hmm. face immediately fades and is back to like the serious Jolinar face. It was like Jolinar was trying. Jack wasn't buying it. (laughs) uh, Amanda Tapping's acting was really good. It was instant change. Mask. It was enough to where like you could tell it wasn't just like Jolinar exerting control again. It was Jolinar who was always that. Exactly. Sam wasn't in control at any point in time. Sure. Uh, Shock of all shock. Which, to be fair, like, Jolinar probably, well, you no, know, because I was going to say Jolinar does have Sam's, we don't know how much Sam's memories Jolinar's has managed to access at this point. Yeah. Jolinar might not know how well Kowalski faked it. Yeah. True. So, like, if, if they hadn't already had Kowalski, maybe Jack would have bought it a little bit more, but he's already had to deal with the Kowalski thing, so. Yeah. Honestly, it, yeah, all everything you're saying is great. I just, my note still stands out to me. It's still just true. Those, I hate those scenes. Yeah, no, I get you. Not because they're fake, not because of, like, the second-hand embarrassment or any that crap. It's deeply uncomfortable for me, mostly just because I don't understand the emotion behind it. Yeah. I don't understand people or their emotions, and I don't understand that panic response as a indicator of truth. Yeah. As a real-life thing or as a story element. Mm-hmm. So those things just never fly for me, and I know it's just because I'm on the outside looking in here, but Yeah, fine. you're not going to get any argument from me. Right? <laughs> just like, ah. I always like to give the example of, um, of uh, Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. how frustrated I am with Tony's side of things. Where I'm like, you explicitly know he was brainwashed. You explicitly know he was brainwashed. And then I had a friend who was like, yeah, but if it's your family, you're not thinking logically. And like... Yes, I am. Here's the thing, yeah. But we are both coming at it from completely different emotional responses than other people. That's the thing. I'm just saying, like, I, I... I understood that, like, yeah, I have a different right. approach right. to that sort of mentality yeah. than other people, but it still frustrated me to know it. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, because you can't help but yeah. see a different, possibly even better mm-hmm. solution. Yeah, You can't help but see it. I mean, I can't help but see it better. Like, hey, my way, I can feel it and still act. Absolutely. So here is basically he more. I think it's kind of like Jack just goes and runs to Daniel like, please help. <laughs> right. So this is the scene where Daniel gets brought in to talk to her, and it's so good because Daniel, the moment he walks in, will not look at her. Yeah, I love it. it he's um because he hates gold, right? He hates gold more than anyone else. Yeah, he place. does a great job. More way, than Teal massive he, range Yeah. Because remember, remember the episode where they had to go back to Shulak for uh for Ryak and his Chrisha? Yeah. Yeah. And how Daniel just cold blooded shot out an entire tank full of baby gold Yeah. In a big open area with echo central. So he cannot look at Sam. He will not look at Sam. The whole scene. Until, at the very end, when when Joel and R brings up the one thing that'll get Daniel to pay right. attention. But we'll get there in a second. Sorry, you just reminded me of that fucking scene where that motherfucker hated Gould so goddamn much that on a planet filled with people who do not have projectile weapons, he decided to do a cacophonous yeah. s- mm-hmm. symphony of and projectile weapons yeah, like, what levels. the fuck are you doing yeah. away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow. The emotional socio oh, yeah. that he is. He hates Gould. But yeah, so he's like talking to her. I don't even really remember why he's talking to her at first. Like, what is he trying to get out of her? Um, I thought he was trying to get information about the assassin. Like, trying to figure out what was going on. Like, why the assassin was there. Like, why, what the situation was. Who are, Like, what, what, why, why was this situation now happening, and how to get Sam back? Okay, yeah, something like that. It, it doesn't really matter. actually no. It was um mostly him not trying to get Sam back. Honestly, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I think maybe. Honestly, whatever he was talking came to talk to Joel and her. I think about. we weren't even paying attention to why he was there because we were so focused on, on how his good. Body he was yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: Amanda Tapping and Michael Shanks are both great with body language mm-hmm. in this show. They are so good in like they're almost better in moments where they're not talking at all and they're just in the background. Yeah. Because I remember in um, the season opener for this um, season, mm-hmm. the last episode we just did. Daniel barely spoke in that episode, right? But there was a lot of acting in his face happening in the background while everyone else was talking. (laughs) I was gonna say ultimately it doesn't matter because Jolner was not giving him any useful information to the point to where pretty quickly Daniel was just like, "All right, I'm done with this." Basically, like, I'm I'm not gonna. I don't have the energy or I can't fight this. So he basically, in this moment, he does look up at Sam just long enough to say. Oh, he says I'm. He he apologizes, to Sam. Just yeah. says, I'm sorry, Sam. That's yeah, it. that's messed up. Like he would he not so look good. at Sam at all he until at he's figured out that Jolinar is not going to give him anything. Mm-hmm. At which point he looks up at Sam, very solemnly and earnestly says, "I'm sorry, Sam," and turns around and starts to leave because he's he's written Sam off. Yeah, that was, that was the yeah. I was like, I said, like, "Wow, okay, cool." So that she's just. Sam's dead. He he acknowledges, he's the kind of person that everyone hates in the hospital who goes, well, they're brain dead, pull the plug. Yeah. And everyone's like, "We well, don't you have any heart? And he's like, and the person goes, yeah, but they're dead. Mm-hmm. Heart has nothing to do with it. They're dead. So yeah. Yeah. it's, he's it's he's a, He delivers it. it. Wow. I, I fucking, yeah. I can never he's say great. enough good things about Michael Shanks. Like, oh, I, I spent at least a half hour of this episode being like, freaking Michael Shanks and his disdain for glasses. But like, I can't say enough good things about his acting in this show because just the way he delivers it is just... Honestly, what I love about it, too, is that it helps through the natural evolution of the character through the first season up until now. He's able to not... He doesn't shed the, 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 the spader... Mm-hmm. Influences and origin. He's just growing into himself. Yeah, exactly. He's really starting to shed a lot yeah. of that. That's personality, though, because he get his um, uh, kind of twitchy behavior still there, but mm-hmm. it takes on a very different way. Yeah. Light. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I pointed out way back when we watched the first episode of Children of the Gods. Yeah. How he's a lot more Spader in Children yeah, exactly. of the Gods than he is in any other episode right. ever. Which again. totally makes sense because great. he's got to start from a place where people are going to recognize this character. And then he Plus just grows he has to start into from the place into it. character, would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he just has to grow into it, using the things that are happening in the show to make the character his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It's it's amazingly done. <laughs> Kudos, show. So he starts to leave, <laughs> and Jill and R knows just enough thanks to Sam <laughs> to know he, he starts to leave uh, physically. He'd already left emotionally. Oh yeah, he definitely ah! left emotionally. I just had to say, I thought of it. I was so proud of I had to say it. Yeah, the he moment had- he looked up at Sam. Yeah. He'd already left emotionally. Yeah. Uh, so he starts to leave. Jill and R has just enough information from Sam to know how to make him stuff. Right. And basically says, you know, I, I know how to free shouting. Right. To be fair, it could be. Nothing to indicate this. But it could be that because, you know, she's a spy and so on, and obviously have, you know, intel on the last coming and goings of the last year or so, it could be that she knows Apophis' new wife's host body because she would want to be I don't her. think that's likely considering how surprised she was coming through the gate of the SGC. Here's the thing. So here's, uh, here's where I'm going with this. I think she might know tidbits. I think she might know of Sharae mm-hmm. as in the new host. Yeah. She might know of, of probably out there story at this point of a human on Abydos. Mm-hmm. And maybe was putting some thoughts together. Again, I just, I said there was nothing to indicate yeah, this. Yeah. But it could be that it wasn't Sam's knowledge, per se, because we don't know how good Jolinar was at her job. She yeah, could have been really not. fucking good at her job. She was a who-knows-how-old uh, snake. No, it's true. That's, <sighs> that's an interesting thing about this episode, is that because Jolinar barely gives us anything, and it don't don't leaves everything up to yeah, imagination. Exactly. It's, it's good. Yeah, they fill some stuff in later, obviously, once, you know, was introduced and stuff yeah. like that, but still. But... That does manage to stop him from exiting. Yep. (laughs) We don't see, like, what conversation follows, really. We just see him later talking to the team at the briefing again. They're in a briefing, basically him kind of being like, hey, they might have a way to, you know, safely extract them. And it's more or less an excuse to have them out of the way while this assassin manages to get into the SGC. So why are they meeting in this room? Because I need, uh, in order for the story to happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In order for the story to happen. It makes sense that I'd be having this briefing, especially after Jack purposely called Daniel in to try and get information from Jolinar, and theoretically he did. What happened to all the people between the mountain and the hospital? How did he even get into the mountain? What the fuck went down here? Well, remember, because he was the last- Okay, so they actually did show it. It's definitely- Fucked up, and I'm sure there's going to be more things being done like after this. Like I think every time they get a new foothold, they add more, more more, layers of security. But basically, he went from a SGC controlled hospital, right, where he got out of the doctor uniform and got into a military uniform. Which if it's an if it's an Air Force controlled hospital, he can work a ventilator from a different planet that he has no knowledge about. He can figure out a uniform. Yeah, exactly. He's officially Superman. So he. If he's already there, if he had to sneak from off, I could see it being a little bit harder. He's already there. He's already got the uniform. They're taking people out. He's just a passenger. Yeah, okay, but even, right, then, right, right. even then, even then... Just being a passenger, he already had to control the driver. Yeah, no, you're right. For some reason, I was thinking of it more of a full frontal assault. I was literally just, uh, picturing this field of bodies and no alarms. <laughs> I, mean, I conspicuous he lack of killed alarms. at least two people. Right, but I was just thinking of, like, this swath, the like, carnage. For he definitely killed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I was just thinking of it much more, yeah. and I was thinking, like, why is no one responding to this? And it's because it is not that. But yeah, so basically, well, here's the thing. We do actually get a response because he, he uses a hand device uh that he regurgitated gross. <laughs> Which again, what? Yeah. Not I'm not to be fair, I want nothing to do yeah, with I that. So I'm, right. I'm okay. glossing over that. In fact I insist on it. Yeah. So he um uses that to basically like mind control the driver into driving without any questions to the police, he was already gonna go. Yeah but faster maybe? I don't know. Without questions. Cause he might have been like, hey I don't fucking recognize you. <laughs> How about the Red Sox. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, just drive, don't ask questions about why you've never seen me working here before, you know? <laughs> you yeah, know, I can't help but notice you look big like a European hitman. Yeah! <laughs> but, so, credit to the show, and with alarms going off, as soon as that guy regains his own consciousness again, he immediately notifies the gate control room that he blacked out and doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. So that they know they need to worry. Unfortunately, this guy is already in the base by now. It's like, cool, cool, so we know that there's a person who may or may not be in human disguise, who may or may not be in this mountain, and may or may not be up to no good. Cool. Yeah, or you fell asleep at your desk. But okay. they at least, well, he was driving. I like, know. Horror. Yeah, he just packs me up. It's just like, yeah, oh, he could have been safe driving. It could have been a huge uh, yeah. so, like, I, But it's good because like it means that they're already on high alert, and they know to look out right. for him, uh, which means that when he goes after Jolinar, he does... Managed to get Jelena alone by killing her guards and attacking her with the hand device. Which, I'm sorry, I'm not meaning to victim blame here, but is there a reason why she just stood there? No, I The agree entire with you. time. She did nothing. Had literally. I know she was in a cage, but from the moment he opened the cage... She could have tried. To the moment he activated it, she, it's, again, she talks in, like, big talk about, like, how this... Hunter is known for their whatever, whatever. But again, as we mentioned earlier, that manic behavior he displays later does not indicate to me someone who knows how to think of the no. library. Right <laughs> this is somebody who's very used to always being subterfuge. Uh-huh. Um, so on, so on. And so I nothing about that really indicates to me that he's like, for example, like a mighty warrior or yeah. something. So what is it exactly that is keeping her from attempting literally any form of escape here? Gold ego. I don't know. Honestly, it's the only thing back. Yeah. It's like, but, but, but that seems like an awful lot. You're basically telling me she died because stupid. Yeah, it's the gold. What do you expect? She, she, <sighs> she had information that might have. It's did because she know? we don't we know. Don't, she no, had she, I'm assuming she did. I'm assuming the spy was. I'm assuming that she valued her job skills for what they could do against the gold enough to consider the loss of one human life. I'm just saying. That while I like this episode, and I'm totally down with Mm -hmm. her being self-sacrificing and awesome and so on and whatever, I'm also just kind of wondering why that line is drawn here of all of this. she should have at least tried to do something. Yeah, it's like, why are you just standing there? Why is this the time that you, why is this the hill you're literally dying on? What the fuck? But so basically, he hand devices her to... (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what it is from now on. Hand devices (sighs) her to death. To near death. By the time the team manages to get Jill in our cell, he's gone again. And they're, they rush her to, you know, the, the doctor to try and save her. It's not going well. Yeah, uh, it just turns out CPR is a fixed brain melt. Uh-huh. Yeah, weird. Meanwhile, he's trying to get out through the gate. Using his his soldier guy still mm. patented I'm a human guy. Unfortunately, Daniel ran into him when he was pretending to be a doctor, and, and Daniel immediately recognizes him. I feel like that guy was a bad casting decision solely because while he does look the part of like evil gold, he also looks vaguely like a European yeah, hitman. Right? He looks distinctive. I feel like most people would recognize yeah, him. because, like, they're in the gate room, and he's obviously planning to, like, go through with the rest. Because they're about to send all of the, the survivors back through. That's what the truck that he was in That's to begin with. Right. That's like, he blended the survivors. Yeah, yeah but um, we're going to send all the survivors through. It's so he was like, okay, well, we're sending her with some soldiers. I'll just be one of those background soldiers, and I'm gone. Unfortunately, like we said, Daniel recognized him, starts to be like, hey, you're the... D- <laughs> and, and the guy grabs him around the, the neck and, like, holds a gun to his head. And my favorite thing about this moment is that Daniel just looks put out. So, <laughs> All right, he's like, can I stop being a damsel, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damsel, syntactically, the linguistic root of damsel <laughs> indicates a female body. I identify as a male. He would be mad about the linguistics over the gun to his head. Yes, it's like... Damsel, I'm not saying it to be sexist. I'm just saying, why is it always me? <laughs> Let's just drop the gender part. I would say fuck because you've got the longest hair in this team. I, I can just literally see him going through the, like, literally the, the etymology Maybe of Damsel. Maybe that's why he cuts his hair in season three. I'm not kidding. I can definitely see him going through the etymology of the word yeah, Damsel. Yeah, before I he's it. actually just going, because he's smart enough to go to the point of, fuck it, it's not gender. Why me? <laughs> like, I just, just love to fucking hell he just put, put out down. a gun to his head. Yeah, he just looks annoyed that he's got a gun to his head, and this guy does the thing that always drives me crazy in any story where he's like, "Let me out, or I'll kill him," and it's like, "Cool, cool, kill and him." Then what? <laughs> then what? Genius. Yeah, I like I. I wonder what to do this eighteen what guns. What drives me crazy about those scenarios is how often it works. Which thankfully in this it does not, because Hammy goes no. <laughs> but I can't think of any of any examples right now of where it works. Oh, it does. I believe you. I just can't think of any. It I'm works in, to, works in, think in fucking Scorpio Rising. Okay. Well, aside from that one, we were we were pressed. Where I was one. furious. Yeah. Where I was like, "What are you doing?" Because literally, the character at one point in his thought process is, "Oh, she's a civilian. I can't have her die. And what? there's Why? no way he because can when? get off of this this island base or whatever. Blah blah blah." blah. I'm like, "She's a civilian working at a." prison that is so secretive that nobody has ever heard of it. She knows the fucking risks. Yeah, she, she definitely can die because they, it, there is no way that won't be extremely easily covered up. If this prison is an unknown prison, <laughs> her body like, like it's never been heard of, it's Quantico, not, is it Quantico? Quantico in Virginia? No, no, not Quantico. Um, fuck, the one where they torture people. Guantanamo. Guantanamo. guantanamo is a known place yeah this place isn't even known if you work there you got to accept that there's a chance you're gonna fucking if you work at a black site i feel like you're basically like the men in black where they don't erase you from society but they basically they basically they already have a plan in place to implement Mm -hmm. immediately in the in the wake of your death so the fact that part of his reason it was part of it was the ego of oh, there's no I can get off this island, blah, blah blah blah. It's like says the dumbass. Yeah, exactly. To to but the, then the it was also she's a civilian. I can't. It's like no, yes, you she can. Works here. She works here. you Mother. <laughs> she's a civilian, and it sucks. However, but yeah, and, and like, and I love I Alex but that was a dumb fucking moment. And it happens, and but it, I I appreciated it in this. Hammond's like, no, that's not gonna happen, <laughs> right? He's like, uh, hmm, one person, whole planet. Yeah. But I do, I did point out that, like, if he hadn't been speaking to the fucking head of SGC, it might have worked a little bit better if he'd been, like, one-on-one with, I don't know. Here's the thing. I think Jack still also would have, like, he wouldn't have liked it, but he would have stood his ground but, like, no. It's because Jack understands yeah, exactly. where, where the but line I'm, is. But I'm saying that, like, in a more one-on-one emotional situation, like, if it was just, like, between him and Jack, mm-hmm. it would have had a better chance of working right. than against... Than talking through a glass window to the boss of this place. Surrounded by armed yeah. personnel. So obviously it doesn't fucking work. But Teal, man of the hour, just walks into the room with his bat gun and shoots M- both M- of them. M- MVP. <laughs> Love him. Can we just take a moment to point out that this show, granted, Teal, a character, is well used mm-hmm. by the end of the show. Yeah. However, I still think he's a great representation of the systematic underuse of oh, yeah. people of color mm-hmm. in shows. Absolutely. Because he's the goddamn MVP, and yet, just like that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the cold open of them playing um, football mm-hmm. with, uh, against the uh, fire department, yeah. and it's just Terry running yes. all of them, it's like you have one play, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they have one play in this show, which is shove till the aside, let him mumble a few things, usually in the form of exposition, yeah. and then at the last moment have him come in and be a badass. It's not that it's not believable, it's just that it's a little insulting. To no, tell. yeah. I like when you get like those dip, those smaller moments like when the the chaos twins grab him in the crystal episode and use his that not the zat the uh the staff weapon to break a crystal apart. Right, but again, that's really basic. And he to just babies. goes But then he's like, "You did get permission for this, right?" And they're like yeah, yeah, bye! <laughs> but again, it's like, I just, I he's, he's, he's relegated not to Vegas, but he's relegated to, as usual, the alien stereotype yeah. for too many episodes, which is, that's one of, the, one of the things, or a quick, tiny, hopefully tiny tangent on, mm-hmm. on Farscape. As much as I, I do make fun of Farscape for this, it's just like um they do Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where for some fucking reason it's accepted that a human in the face of a bunch of aliens Um, apparently is required by some law to constantly speak in a a constant spew Mm -hmm. of idioms and proverbs and contextually independent uh, Dharmak at Jalad type shit, which, great, cool. Where's Tanagra? Who is Jalad? I mean, come on, man. Not all of us have seen Next Gen. Here's the thing, what I like about Farscape was, even though they fall hard into that trophy, Innocent quality is more extroverted. Yeah. When you do this alien thing, it's kind of fucking dumb because this guy, who supposedly is his MVP, right, which again is believable, why is it always that there's this childlike, innocent quality where they're just always in the corner watching with, you know, mm-hmm. big eyed curiosity but not feeling the yeah. like need no, to, you they know, do anything or be a part of it? I, I, I won't argue with you. They under, I don't think they know, I don't think they knew what they were going to do with him when they brought him. Oh, they definitely did. They wanted him to be the Tin Man, they wanted him to yeah. sit there. Be representation Be an MVP when they needed him And every now and then, potentially be something more They definitely, I don't have any They they grew grew into They definitely, he grows into Something more 100% to, uh, I'm guessing, a whole bunch of people's credit Here, that is definitely not what I mean But they definitely, he was just supposed to I won't argue, he he was supposed to be Absolutely underutilized and like Put into a certain category And that was all he was was, He was but credits Christopher Judge. Yep, right. He shines in it regardless. And I I, I, Christopher Judge is so amazing that he is in hmm. comms, it is utterly believable, completely. I, he is Teal'c and he is Kratos. I mean, when, they, when he was announced as the new Kratos, voice for Kratos, he's got like, a perfect voice. Not only him. did it match, but mm-hmm. I was also like the emotion of it, especially because he he took over Kratos' voice when Kratos was a dad, right? Well, to be fair, Kratos was already a dad. His I know, kid. but like was like. Uh, a, a, dad a, yeah. a dad to a living yeah, kid A dad to a living kid Yeah And actually interested in it raising was part one. of the theme Well again It's part of the theme of got a war Yeah but it's In the I will, original I will fight It's about death loss kids. What? Isn't it like In the original More about loss? Yeah Whereas in this, I'm pointing at an image of yeah, the yeah, game. To be fair, the new one is, again, heavily tainted with losses. It's all about their journey after oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the death of his wife and the kid's mom. But yes, it's more about a the building of the... difference up between the, like, new, the, new the uh, but, yeah. motivations of... Because I'm... I, okay, oh, yeah, no, I no, I'm you're not, right there. Yes, yeah, you are correct. Because here's the thing. I don't want to diminish God of War's original plot lines because I don't know anything about oh. No, Kratos is a selfish person fighting for some reason. I was going to say, I'm going to general... I'm going to wildly generalize here for a second. And, Probably unfairly compare it a little bit to the fridging. Okay, in and what, in, what, in, what, in what regards? You're probably right, but I'd like to know. Just with like, like I said, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I forget, don't know. I'll let you know. Um, just I the don't whole part them. where like the existence of like the family or the the son or the wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I said, right. I don't know anything about right. the background. Right. Um, I can, I can give you three seconds real quick if you like. Yeah, sure. Okay. So original family. So he was a Spartan warrior. Yeah. With a wife and daughter through a mysticalness uh he made a deal with Ares, yeah the god of war to defeat his enemies it became an instrument of death for Ares. uh through severe manipulation was tricked into murdering his own family okay to be fair his own ways brought him it's very yeah. much on his shoulders okay, yeah so but his second family and that way he's white because he's covered in the ashes it was definitely okay. it's okay. disgusting and horrifying it's great it's mm-hmm. also a really cool story mm-hmm. um second family his wife after he left that world and somehow ended up in whatever Nilfgaard-type place (laughs) this is, uh, he met his wife somewhere on the way, and they had a kid. And he still wasn't around as much, but that was mostly because he had to hunt for the kids, for the family, that kind of shit. But he was actually a part of this kid's life much more than he was of the daughter's because he was always away fighting. So yeah, so like I said, wildly generalizing, the first storyline of Kratos in the the original set of Mm -hmm. God of Wars was the family was more of the the comic book trope of the the fridge concept of where fine one moment dead the next. Uh it's because it's literally the fridge thing comes from um, one comic in particular, and I don't I don't remember what it is, but it's basically this whole concept where it care like she's a woman, woman. Yeah, yeah, she's fine one second and she's dead in the fridge next. Well, it's and it's just for emotional impact. Yeah, it's they exist yeah. solely. To provide emotional context. Provide trauma for the male character. Yeah. And, and like I, I said, I'm wildly right, generalizing right. because I've never played right. these and I don't know how they parent right. or anything like that. But I'm saying, in comparison to the newer one where Christopher Judge is doing the voice, it's like the family is actually more existent. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, because they yeah. are, yeah, because it's it, actually are kind of right there because the thing is that like, he's tricked to kill his family. Yeah. He didn't know his family was in the room that he was slaughtering people in. Mm-hmm. When everything's said and dead, He looks down and sees, oh shit, this is my family. So, last time he saw them, they were in a different place, whole, happy, healthy. Why were they there? How did this happen? So in a way, it's actually kind of like that. They are meant to be the emotional resonance that leads to his wanting revenge. Yeah. Like, I didn't... don't want to. You're kind of right. I don't want to say that, like, having that sort of plot line is never okay. You can always approach an old even bad trope in a different way that redefines it, recontextualizes it, makes it good. Joan Watson. Yes, I fucking love Joan Watson. See, that basic concept change, and all of a sudden it revamped the entire show. We are almost done with this episode. Let's, Let's finish it. Teal comes in, ready to go, has the Zat gun, just aims it at both of them, shoots both of them. Yep. Which, yeah, shoot the hostage. That's MVP award. Do. Especially with a Zat, which is not going to leave lasting damage on him. Oh, yeah. Because the the first shot down both of them and separates them, and then he shoots the guy alone a second time. Another technological little convenience thing is because I don't—I could be wrong—and this should be something we pay attention to. I don't think it's ever really established as a thing that these that are of the electrical discharge nature that would force you they no, I people apart. Okay, when I so separate like them, I didn't mean like literally separate. Okay, them, cool. I, I meant that, that he it fell. Oh, okay. To be fair, I actually I believed you. I thought that that as thing soon as showed her like, as, as soon and, like a ball of like I like I was like, okay, she she definitely took me literally. <laughs> I was like, I okay, mean, come on, these guns suck, man. Like this show you know. sucks sometimes with are like, oh now the gun does this. No, or now the gun does this. No, no I just meant like because they both got shocked. Gotcha. He would have sense. lost control yes. of being able to hold him and they would have fallen and there's very little chance they would have fallen. In the exact same direction Because Daniel would have been Leading in the opposite direction Right, right, right Right, right, the right, right. So, yeah, cool. We're good. so they fall separately Th- Teal shoots him again And then walks over to Daniel Who has a great body acting moment Of Where he's just very displeased With getting shot <laughs> I do love that just, I just like, that Are you okay? Dumb question <laughs> Yeah, that's great size but you know Thanks <laughs> Yeah I just love it just Daniel's just done With everything <laughs> To be fair It is a dumb question because you know fucking out. again yeah, you shot me. <laughs> motherfucker, What do you think? My entire body is coursing with electricity. No, I'm not okay. Meanwhile, while that that showdown is happening, Sam suddenly recovers. And I think I don't remember if it's actually said out loud or just heavily suggested, but it's basically suggested that Joel and her sacrificed what was left of their life power to keep Sam alive. I think it sounded just like Something to like do absorption or something. Yeah, right? well, they say at the end that, that um, yeah, well, the, what's left, what's left, left her is going it. to absorb. But I think we were talking through a lot of it, because we always do. Well, us now. At least insinuated that at the last minute, Jolinar sacrifices herself to keep Sam alive. Meanwhile, Carter is fighting for her life. When she recovers, she tells O'Neill that Jolinar has given his life to save hers. Okay, so Sam literally says it. I, I do love the, the things they just choose to that comp- That's not one of the ones I can accept being lost <laughs> overly. Okay. What does that mean? How? Why Why would Jolinar say that that guy was going to kill her and the body she's inhabiting if she apparently has the capacity to- I'm just, I have questions. She could have been being dramatic. Great, cool. That's part of the questions I have here. And you don't get to say that as if it's some big cool thing, as if this was always well, an option. And not expect I won't me to have. What Sam here <laughs> is. As the show makes a point of showing in this last scene, as she's recovering in the bed, she's traumatized right now. And she's going to be emotional about things that she might not be. Cool. So maybe Jolene didn't even do that. Maybe she just feels that Jolene did that. True. I, yeah, that's the idea for Uh Basically the last scene is she's recovering in a hospital bed. Uh, Daniel comes in with flowers. Yeah. He's like, sorry for writing you off her <laughs> dead. Oh, hey, Sam, you're alive again. (laughs) And basically checks on her. She's definitely, like, not doing well. She's, like, turned over on her side, kind of staring off into space. You know, like a traumatized victim. Yeah, and there's a good little moment between um, Jack and Cassandra where Jack basically explains she's the regular old Sam that we knew before again. She's just going to be sad for a little while. This one moment of, like, and again, I love these moments of, like, random progressive Mm -hmm. mentality, which, again, as I said then, People today still think that people who are depressed are just, they just need to cheer up. Like we've talked about before, this show actually, for the most part, does a good job with treating, like, mental health um, stuff. Uh, But yeah, so he sends Cassandra in to, like, bond with Sam in her her trauma or whatever, and it's just, it closes on just a quiet little close moment between Cassandra and Sam, where Cassandra's basically like, you know, I'm here for you, blah, 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 and Sam turns over and looks at her. And it's just, that's how it closes, just this quiet little moment of, you know, like, she's not better, but it's a progress thing. Right, yeah. Nice, quiet little close. Apparently she was healing into the last moment. Doing just enough healing. Okay. With her natural healing abilities, you're cool to we'll he do that. Yeah, exactly. So instead of healing herself at all, that means okay. Just I accept it. I'm guessing it was just shunting. Doesn't say this exact part, of it, but yeah. was putting her energy into maintaining Sam's body. Is with the exact wording. Maintaining to me means that she was shunting all her energy until the last second until into Sam, and to it, it happened to be enough. It, I think it was a desperate attempt. It may not have worked, but mm-hmm. was nice. going yeah. to die trying. Yeah, good. Yeah. So it's like that sounds. I accept right. that answer. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I, was like, I, I wasn't satisfied with not knowing. I was no, like, fuck yeah, no, no, this. I appreciate they, you looking. Did, did they just go like, eh, I mean, she just did. Make like, sure oh, to link no, that. And yes. yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to bookmark that. Yeah. So that's the end of this episode. Uh, we have a couple things to go over. We have the death tally. And I did actually want to ask you. So I know we decided uh, that if it needs a sarcophagus, it counts as a death tally. Yes. Does a gold sacrificing yes. its life also count? In my opinion, now that we know that that's exactly what happened, not some just other thing. I'm completely fine with that. I was honestly leaning towards she, that, but was, I wanted to check with you first. It was through outside alien intervention yeah. that she did not fully die, but I'm, I'm counting a Miracle Max moment. Mostly dead, in my opinion, yeah. is still dead. No, yeah, because yeah, she was pretty much dead. And <laughs> yeah, and so was Daniel when he was exactly, pretty much yeah. dead as in the coffin, Co- a sarcophagus. sarcophagus. The yeah, that's the why, because because we made the ruling that if you would have died without a sarcophagus being used, mm-hmm. that counts as death. Yeah. but Yeah, I was like, all right. Does this count the same way? The progenitors of the sarcophagus, yeah, definitely count. Yeah. No, I'm totally okay with that. I just—that's why I thought I was like, yeah, I thought yeah. that. It's a good thing we started sure. watching this episode, and I just thought about it, and I was like, okay, I'll ask her when we're done recounting this. Yeah. So uh, that's a death. We have to do. So I—I I know we talked about this about five minutes into our recap, but I think we're both Daniels for this episode. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a spectrum child, but our spectrum chil- childrenness is definitely running parallel to his yeah. his socioness. Yeah. He's a little bit socio-ness. Like we were talking about before we started recording, there's also um, ADHD elements that have very sociopathic yeah. okay, cause all, emotional they, responses. They happen to all come from the same yeah. area of the brain. I mean, it's not the same area. It's not the exact same quadrant or anything, but it's parts of the brain that are quote unquote work hand in hand. That's why like 85% of people... Um, with ASD, heavy ADHD. So yeah, we're both Daniels <laughs> in this episode because his complete ability to kill his emotional attachment in certain scenes is just, ooh, it read too deep for us. We're like, oh man, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, less, the or, fact that most around we, the time where we were like, yeah, there's that emotional cutoff. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that we both could tell when he was just like, hey, you're dead to me. Yeah, like, but, And he was fine with it. There are a lot of people who would not be able to see that for what it is. Yeah. It, they're like, he's just doing to be strong or whatever. Like, no, no, no. She's he's, dead to he, him He literally now. just wrote her off. Yeah. He's sorry to have done it, but he has no problem doing what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. All right, so, I don't think we actually need to ask this question, but Lucky Phoenix moment. Oh. Thumbs, thumbs up, up, thumbs down, thumbs up. We saw Robert Sue Cooper. We're like, thumbs up, right? Thumbs up. <laughs> it was real good. It had, no, it had several various, and when I say various, I mean like. It had several different um, emotional elements, and mm-hmm. each one was a different kind Absolutely. in a very distinct I mean, way, and I really enjoy that. That, that is, is some I complex what, writing. I think what makes Robert C. Cooper's episodes as good as they are is that they are very character-driven. Hell oh, yeah. Which is maybe why he misses the mark on some medical details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hence why, despite my massive problem with that, I, uh... You'll forgive it <laughs> until the next infraction, which will arrange me for a minute, yeah. and then we're good to go. You know, it's it's in the end, it's a key, it's about the journey, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And the journey is ultimately an extremely fulfilling. One. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so that's, that's it for today. Finally, technically, <laughs> it's tomorrow. <laughs> that's how long we wait. It's not tomorrow until I go to sleep. It's the only way it works for sure. me. It's sure. the only way I can make it work when I don't go to bed until 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Alright, yeah, so cool. Alright. Yeah. Well, what's the next, next? Uh, next week? Next week. Because apparently we didn't do that last time. I was so confused that this was a show. Yeah, that's, we what that's what we missed. We were tired. You we got tired okay. at the end. Uh Next week, episode three Prisoners.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm so ready
0: for that one. So fucking here yes, for this. We've already talked about that in the previous off. episode. Just trust me. <laughs> So yeah, next week is the pr- is prisoners. Looking forward to it. We're all looking forward to it. Like I said, the next like three or four episodes are all real fucking good. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter at It's Mel Not Liz and Liz at It's Liz Not Mel, or our podcast Twitter at point of origin PC. You can also email us at point of origincast at gmail.com or write something on the side of a tissue box and toss it through the nearest wormhole. If you'd like to run screaming from us, I recommend the hills to the west. You can find links to things we talked about during the show in the show notes. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you don't like the show, maybe you should subscribe anyway. This craziness is ongoing. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on our incursion Through the Iris, and until next time.